I see exactly what you're reaching for, Sarah, okay? And you know you can't. This is a statement intended to specify or delimit the scope of rights and obligations that may be exercised and enforced by parties in a legally recognized relationship. Wait, what? This is your disclaimer. The Hey Frage podcast may not be suitable for all years. Uh. I was going to say, you know it's going to be a great show when one of your listeners has sent you a bag of dicks... Eat a bag of dicks as a congratulations for and being picked up by Podcast One. Well, excellent. It's just a bunch of different, like, what, penis-shaped gummies? These are called Peter Peckers. <laughs> Peter Peckers. And, um, by the way, we have to thank our listener, Tom Block, who writes, Sarah and Sammy, congrats on the Podcast One venture. For those who hated your idea, I got you gifts for them. Your pal, Tom Block. Um, and what I love about this Eat a Bag of Dicks card is also at the bottom, it says... Post a dick pic and tag us. You'll be entered in our monthly drawing to win a $100 ultimate bag of dicks to send to your friend or enemy. You no, know, it'd be really cool if you did. So no, 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 you why know, don't you get it out? Well, here's what I was thinking. What you got to do is you've got to like get Dan or like I'll volunteer to do this too. I'm just a little, I got to shave a little bit first, but like oh, why start now? Well, I probably should start now, honestly. <laughs> but no, but I'll say what you got to do is you, you know like how people like in char like in front of the leaning tower pizza or like they do like. You know, so like something's really small, but it's close, but something's really big and it's far yeah, away. Sure, so it far looks like away. it's the same size. Yeah. So we should somehow just, you know, position the gummy candy so that way it actually looks the real size of the <laughs> penis or the penis looks the size of the gummy. You I know like what I mean? This. So that way it looks like they'll be so blown away by that. My question is are you going to eat one of these? Am I going to eat the huge six-inch long one? No. Will I have one of the tiny actual gummy-sized ones? Yes. All right, I'm opening these. Tom Block, thank you so much, by the way. If you want to send us gifts, you can send them here to the DC Improv. By the way, you do know that that same company sells that same product, but as rocket ships, right? I hope. I don't know. These look like really nasty gummies. I'm not going to lie to you. Are you going to eat one of those? Yeah, why not, Sarah? Of course I'm going <laughs> to. Oh, it also comes with all these stickers. So anyway... Tom Block, thank you. We we freaking love you. We have the most amazing fans. Are they any good? They look kind of funky. I'm not going to mm, lie. They're fine. They're Are gummies. you sure? Yeah. All right. Here, I'll try one. And this is a penis-shaped gummy. Here we go. Maybe Yellow a, was good. Maybe an orange flavor. Um, See, they are good. Yeah. Can't hate on that. They're okay. I mean, it's no Haribo or whatever, but... Oh, come on, Sarah. You, I saw you eat nachos yesterday, all right? And that cheese was not real cheese. Okay, so you cannot complain about oh. these. God, I've had real dick better. Oh. Well, I'd hope so, because <laughs> this would be day two that you're just ripping on Dan, if not. No, oh, Lord, I don't even want to go there. Oh, was he upset about it yesterday? I actually no. thought about that last, and I was like, oh, I just got to, like... To me, it's just a joke. You were brutal. You were brutal yesterday about my relationship. No, that wasn't all. That wasn't me. That was our guest who managed to... Okay, really, Sarah? That was our (laughs) guest that managed to sit there and just like to mention everything about you. But, yeah, it was talking about serial sex there. That was awful. That was such an low moment for me on this podcast when we had that divorce coach on yesterday and Sherry profiled me as the next Anthony Weiner. I was like, are you kidding? 
Was it, was it lower than when you had a rap written about you, Sarah? <laughs> oh, my Sarah Queen. Do you remember this rap? Yes. Actually, sharing this moment, because who wants to face the fact when someone, like, profiles you, or you fail a lie detector test, or you, you know, uh, get caught red-handed, I'm sorry, yeah, that's a lower moment than somebody writing a song about your Is it really hoo-ha though, Sarah? accidentally letting out air. And by the way... Why no walking to the alleyway? Squeak. Squeak. No, it's not a monster hearing. Really? Just a Sarah, Sarah Quay. Just a Sarah Quay. To think. <laughs> this song was not at the VMAs, you know what I mean? <laughs> it could be. It could be. Holding in a quay. I love this gentleman. Where's his accent from? Sarah Quave. I'm assuming it's probably from one of the many cities around the world. I don't know. I have no sounds, idea. It sounds like Baltimore. Baltimore. <laughs> okay. I'm not gonna lie. It's that Baltimore in him. Uh, look, thank you guys so much for listening to the Hey for H podcast, for sharing us. Please review us on iTunes. Please email, tweet, tweet your penis to at podcast one, which is our new home. They picked us up. Uh, we want to just explode their website. Please do not tweet your genitalia to podcast one. <laughs> Sorry, these Sarah, you like you. I mean, you were having more fun with this, you know, Jared Fogel sized penis than anyone I've ever seen in my life. Anyway, I just wanted to say, please review us. We adore you. So much coming up on the show. Um, number one, uh, if you want to know if your coworker is a giant a hole, apparently this new video and everyday action will answer that. And I want to see if you believe this because oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I believe this or not. And then also. Um, I have two other things I want to talk about. Is powwow, if you say, hey, let's have a powwow, is that offensive? Are you not supposed to say powwow anymore? Oh, wait, is that part of the new? I don't know. I would. I What's would. your gut? When I go, hey, you know what? Tomorrow you and, and Allison here at the improv, we're going to powwow. It and depends. I send that in an email. Is that offensive it or depends. not? It depends. Am I like with all my politically correct friends that, you know, work for the government? Then I'd definitely say that was offensive. And then, but if I was in Iowa, I'd say no. Okay, so you think it's more demographic? Yeah. All right, well, I'll tell you about that story coming up. And then also, I brought in in front of me is my, uh, so you might know this about me, but I went to an all-women's college, Mount Holyoke, up in northern Massachusetts. Um, You know, at the time, I really hated the school, but in hindsight, it was great. So Mount Holyoke, much like many colleges, puts out a quarterly kind of magazine, if you will, that's an update of what alums are doing and stories and all that stuff. And they often will email you and they'll say, hey, in the back, there's these class notes to to find out what people are up to. And I am mortified, mortified, because something was published about me in 2004, the graduating class of a four. But you didn't know about this until like now? Oh, no, 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 no. I did. But I want to just tell you how much I, I I want you to tell me how much I've embarrassed myself in this monthly quarterly notes. Okay. okay? So that's all coming up on the show. Um, I'm just, I don't even know. I feel like I've had so many embarrassing moments over the past two days. Really? Yeah. You don't think? You've been with me for, for like, most of them. You don't I mean, think they've been embarrassing? No, not really. I mean, I think you're just doing you, you know? I don't know. How are things with you? What's going on? I'm good. I'm just hanging out, you know? I went. I crossed the river yesterday, which I never do. <laughs> if you don't know anything about me, I never leave downtown D.C. <laughs> I know. I feel so bad because recently you've had to come to Virginia so much. And it's horrible. I mean, it's okay. It's a lot of, 
It, okay, it is horrible. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm Why? Sorry. Why don't you like Arlington? Well, because they already live where everything's going it's on. It's A-Town, baby. I Come al- to A-Town. I already live where like everything's going on, so, you know... It kind of just seems pointless for me to leave the city. <laughs> I, well, i got to tell you that all the movers and shakers are over there in VA. Really? Yeah. So Barack Obama lives there now, too? <laughs> no, but I'm sure he would if his kids weren't in school. They happen to be, a, they go to Sidwell Friends. Oh, so, so when he's stay there. done being president, he's moving to Virginia? Oh, wait, no, he's staying in D.C. Well, because their kids still go to school. Their one daughter will still be in school. That's the mm-hmm. only reason. Otherwise, they wouldn't be there. Um, I want to talk about some click-worthy stories before I, I get into this. Uh, how to tell if your coworker is absolutely crazy. And then I think that I just embarrassed myself in front of my entire college school. You keep talking. I'm You're going in nibbling. for another one? Yeah. <laughs> um, so here are a couple of stories that we wanted to talk about. And do you have the audio for this on the, the news story? Because I wanted to find out your opinion on. Um, so the Washington Post is saying that they believe that even though this election is a pivotal one coming up with Hillary Clinton and. Uh, Donald Trump, that still a lot of millennials are not going to vote. Really? Yeah. And that more and more cheesy videos are coming out of like ways to try and lure millennials to register to vote. I don't know if you have any of them up. It's it's fine if you don't. Because, no, I do. I'll pull them here a second. Okay. But, in fact, they're doing more to turn millennials off than they are to actually help millennials vote. Even though, uh, like I mentioned, this election is supposed to be a very important one. They only believe that a small percentage of people, uh, millennials, will actually come out to vote. Why do you think that is? Um, honestly, because I think everyone's just pissed about it. And when you're younger, that's what you do. You know what I mean? Like, that's how you punish people when you're younger. <laughs> You like think about it. When you're a kid, the only way you can say like, "Oh, you can really punish your parents if you're upset about what they did," is just not participate. Have them take you out to the family event. You just sit there, cross your arms, and not participate. You know what I mean? And that's how like you've dealt with everything as a child, and that's how you've proven every point as a child. And so, unfortunately, uh. I think a lot of people still good. You know, you're there, and you're not that far removed from that notion of you just being able to sit there. And you know, if you're pissed about not being able to go out with your friends, you have to have dinner with your parents. You can just sit there and cross and your arms and pout. You know, and just be silent and be sassy. And that they'll actually sit there the next time around. They go, "All right, fine." What do you want? But unfortunately, with elections, that's not how it works. Okay, you got to wait four years to fix that mistake. And if you just sit there and pout, you're not really doing anything about it. Because people that pout, unfortunately, don't get a, you know... They're not sitting there and saying, well, X amount of people didn't vote. We should go ask them what they think. They don't care. They go, that's your own fault. You lost out. Well, the article goes on to say, and I wanted to see if you thought this was true, millennials don't vote because they don't believe their vote counts. And so even even though this election year, they're still trying to run all these ad campaigns and everything to prove that we actually, you know, that your vote matters because of the electoral college, which... You grew up in Iowa. You know more about politics than I do. Um, essentially, people there, there's certain appointed people that can change who becomes president. You're right, and that sucks, and that's something they need to change because we are the only country out there without a truly de- – you know what I mean? Like, we're supposed to be a democratic nation, but yet, you know, those are supposed to be speaking for us, but they can change their vote on you. That's, that's incorrect. So m- millennials truly believe that, so that's the, why they still – But you're telling me as a millennial, right, you're watching TV, then all of a sudden, you know – say yes to the candidate shows up on your TV and you're not going to sit there and be intrigued? Oh yeah, here's one of the ones are running. Budget is a big deal for me now that I just graduated from college. Wow, look at that the dress Rick you're Scott trying on. perfect. Rick Scott is becoming a trusted brand. He has new ideas that don't break your budget. But mom has other ideas. 
I like the Charlie Crisp. It's expensive and a little outdated, but I know best. And don't forget, the Charlie Crisp comes with a Yeah, that just pop- makes you sound like an idiot, doesn't it? Like These ads are so bad, uh, but they still have ads running um, this political season. You'll see more and more of them online that are essentially using some cheesy celebrities, too, like Tom Cruise and Chuck Norris. They're using some throwbacks, uh, politicians and some politicians that didn't win, but basically trying to use any of their following to get people to get out and vote. Um, Yo, what's up, man? This is the same guy that did your song. This is also a voting commercial. <laughs> Somehow, this is also a voting commercial. <laughs> Most of these are targeted on YouTube, by the way. And if, if you've heard them before, it's because they're just recycling them for this election. And it's sort of the get the vote out. But, hey, with, when you were in politics, did you ever know any of the people who were electoral uh, college members? Like, yeah. did, who are those people that actually sway? The people. But the other thing is, at least from what I gathered, which I don't. I think this is how 90% of people probably do this. But there's 10% of bad people out there. But I knew people, and they were just old people that had always been part of the Democratic Party in my town. You know, they went to all the events, they held events, and they were influential voters. And so their candidate, if their candidate was chosen to go, then they would be the one to, you know, go to the Electoral College for them. Ah, But it was, like, always based on who the candidate was. Now you just have people that are automatically getting, you know, they're like, hey, you're going to be a representative anyways, and you get to cast the vote for us. But then their candidate doesn't get elected and someone else does and they get upset about it and now they're changing their vote because in reality they have all the right to right really i don't know like i'm asking you i'm confused about this shit too like when i did it i had no idea like i don't know i was 18 years old i always just wonder who those people are um that sway the electoral college so i'm always thinking that they're billionaires like the michael bloomberg's or whatever and those people are the ones that are secretly Casting our vote because I don't know. Well, as we know in what, this country, it's not me or you that's having Hillary Clinton show up to our home for dinner. Do you think it's Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel? Do I, you think those two are determining who our next president will yes, be? Yes, Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel. <laughs> Justin Timberlake was like, "Damn it, my album didn't do as well as I wanted to. Better sway the election." That's what he said, Sarah. Oh my God! Uh, does this come as any surprise to you that studies have shown that attractive people are usually hired sooner, get promotions more likely, and of course are paid more than less attractive people? But now they also say that you learn more and you learn faster from someone's hot that's hot versus someone who is of average looks. Do you think that's true when you were in school? Mm, yeah, I would say so. I hated U.S. history until my tenth grade teacher, Mrs. Olson, was kind of hot. And then, like, yeah, I got really into it. I'm trying to think of who was hot for my teachers. Mr. Glover, but I don't know. He was kind of a fluffy... Uh, no, I'm trying to... I don't think... I feel, I feel like we didn't even have any hot male teachers or female teachers, for that matter. Can you keep talking? I have a penis in my mouth right now. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. uh, researchers at Rice University and University of Houston actually did two different segments where they had a really hot teacher teaching a college class and then somebody that would be considered of average looks. Then they tested those kids after several weeks and found that those in the teacher with the hot class uh, learned more, retained more, and then had higher test scores. That's so awful. That's so disheartening. Yeah, but hold on. But I don't care what you look that's like. That's assuming that the hotter one is always going to be as equally intelligent as the other one. <laughs> Which, let's be honest here, but I don't, that's not always true. They're saying that doesn't even matter. Yes, it... Okay, hold on. If it's someone that's more intelligent, you're going to learn more from them. 
naturally speak. They're saying that this, there's the same intelligence, right? Well, they say that they both teachers were given the same curriculum side by side. So, like, you're given a math syllabus, I'm given the same one. Then we go and teach the class, and they're saying that the they did this for the past two years, and the hot teacher had 3 to 4% higher test results than the one that was not hot. So, therefore, people retain info from people that are good looking. Wow, that sucks. <laughs> I agree. Good Looks thing we're on radio. Yeah, absolutely. Thank God. Um, also, in Japan, you may have heard this story, but uh, Japan is asking for all of its citizens to donate their old smartphones to create the Olympic medals for Tokyo 2020 Olympics. Uh, the Japanese website, oh God, Nikki, Nikai which uh, organizes the next Olympic Games, is asking for your gold, silver, and bronze medal to be sourced from electronics to help recycle and uh, also make the medals unique. If you were in that country and you had an old iPhone, because I didn't realize this, but your iPhone and your Androids do contain gold, silver, and copper. Oh, really? Yeah. Probably minor, minor amounts. Very but... minor. Yeah, they have to. that's what they're saying. Very, very minor, but if you took all the old phones and everything and recycled them, that it would add up. How pissed are you if you're another country and you're like, wait, I have to go buy my goddamn gold medal? <laughs> and they're just literally using trash? Isn't that genius, though? No. I think that's a great idea. I mean, come on now. This, you're telling me that an athlete, they spent their entire life working towards the one goal of one-time meddling at the Olympics, and they finally happen to make it, and it finally happens to be, what, Tokyo? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they get... A bunch of cell phone, like <laughs> a bunch of pieces of cell phone attached to like a piece of like string, and they're like, "Here you go, congratulations." Was it worth it? Okay, but wait, they're saying that it will still be made up of like you know, obviously yeah, I now. I get it, but it's different when I know that you know someone sweated and they probably paid you know someone in some third world country to sit there and actually dig out the copper, the bronze, or the <laughs> silver, and all that, or the gold. Like you know, this is just recycled. I just feel like it's not the same. Like, <laughs> Well, get on the bandwagon because they want your old cell phones. I think that's genius. Also, when you were in high school, did you have the pretend mommy programs to supposedly deter teenagers from getting pregnant? Oh, my God, yeah. But did you ever have the baby? Did I? Hell no. I refused. You did? I did. I locked it in the locker. No, yeah. No, I refused. But here's the thing. I feel like all the people that did that program in high school were all the ones that popped them out in high school or, like, immediately afterwards. <laughs> yes, you're right. How did you know that? Because I saw it happen in real life. They would have this fake baby, and they'd be gone for three months. Summer would, you know, go and uh, would go and come, and uh, it would come and go, and then all of a sudden, fall comes, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Oh, you're not even kidding. Well, not only that, but this study, new trials show that 36 percent of teens who participated in the pretend mommy were more likely to be pregnant during their teenage years compared to girls who only received received standard health education and didn't carry around the baby simulator. I mean, if you're at that point that you're in high school and you're thinking, "That's terrible," I'm never going to use science, but I may use this baby carrying class, like. <laughs> I'm telling you, it kind of makes sense to me. That's amazing. I had no idea. God. And now, how many? What's the percentage of those same mothers that actually lock their children in lockers afterwards? <laughs> Good question. Yeah. I just, I, I'm trying to read on as to why they actually say it. They, they don't really explain. I don't think um, much. Researchers said the baby simulators tend to attract a lot of attention. Which might actually, so there is your answer, 
which might actually serve uh, to blunt the intended message and instead make having a baby seem attractive. The program also might have failed because the girls don't have the robot babies long enough to actually make an impact, the study said. Oh, yeah, just like one annoying weekend. That's it. Right. <laughs> We've all been grounded for longer than that. And because you get so much attention, then you want the real one. Like, you have to think about when you're having a child, it's not like being grounded for the weekend. It's like being grounded for 18-plus years of life. Okay? <laughs> like, that is what it is. You have to put yourself, like, you know, having it for a weekend, that's not going to teach you anything. Wow. Just like how being grounded for a weekend and teaching anything. Ground me for the entire summer, I'll learn my lesson. God, do you think that's it? I mean, because I really feel like I'm at that point. I'm like, gosh, I'm 34. Do I want a kid? Do I not want a kid? It's so hard. I don't. I kind of just want a 21-year-old. Can you adopt anyone? Can you adopt someone at 21 <laughs> years old? What is wrong with like, you? Like, you know what I mean? Year old. Yeah, like, I want to, like, I'm not now. Like, not anytime soon, but I feel like once I do, like, I want to just wait till I'm, like, in my mid-40s, maybe late-40s, then adopt a 21-year-old and be like, What's up, daughter? <laughs> no, I think that you missed the point. No, because that's the that's the good point. That's when they start getting cool. That's when I can go out with them. That's when they have their own job and their own money. That's when they're like accomplishing things that I can actually be proud of. Like I don't have to sit there and put up some stupid sticker on my car because they got all B's one year. Congratulations. <laughs> like that's really not that impressive, kid. They're an honor student at whatever you're an honor student. Like no, like I want to pass I want to surpass all that and just go straight to Shit, man, they're getting their master's degree, or they just got a promotion at work. No, that's not how it works. They already have parents, Sammy, that got them to that point. Or you could adopt somebody that's like 16. Nope, nope, 21. He's 16. They're still a little bit rough around the edges. They know everything still. All right, so I need your opinion on this because I feel really mortified. Okay. I feel mortified in front of my graduating class of. Wait, how big was Mount Holyoke? I think it was That's like, not a fun to say, Sarah. What? How big is Mount Holyoke? I don't remember, actually. I think it's like 4,000 students, 3,000 students. So maybe there's like 1,000 students per class, I think is about right. Okay. So, like I told you, you yes. know, every college has, has this like monthly, quarterly that they send you. And in the back is class notes, which is essentially updates on what you're doing. And so this so, is the old one, or is this a new one? No, this one? is current. This just came so out. So this just came out, but it's talking about because you graduated in 2004? Yes. Okay. So I want to tell you, I want you to be honest with me if you think this is embarrassing I or not. I guarantee you it's embarrassing. So every, like, I would say couple months or whatever, I get you get this Mount Holyoke email, and it says, mm -hmm. hey, want to be a part of class notes and update your former um, classmates on what you're doing? Write in. So I decide, hey, you know what? I haven't given an update. I'm really proud of the fact that we got picked up by Podcast One, you know, all the work we're doing. So I'm going to write in. Okay. So I write this long-ass paragraph thinking, well, there's clearly an editor, right? And they'll probably just pick and choose some highlights. So I get the magazine in the I mail. I see where this is going. Wait, are you going to read this in its entirety, Sarah? Because if so, we yes, need some yes, background. Yes, I music. will. All I right, will. Then. Sammy, it's so embarrassing. It's so fucking embarrassing. So anyhow, I open up the quarterly that I have to look in the back, and my entire paragraph is, is an entire column that they didn't edit. So I look like this complete narcissist. Look, here's Which everybody everyone else. Everyone else wrote, like, look, three everyone lines. Everyone else is three lines. What's this? This person, one line. This person, two lines. This person, okay. A tiny paragraph. Sammy, mine starts here and goes down here. This is so embarrassing. Look, mine's half the page. I'm speechless, Sarah. 
You know what? No, Wait. it gets worse. It gets worse. Because Sammy doesn't always like when I compare this show to Howard Stern meets Oprah. Oh, God. Because he's always like, you can't compare yourself yet to two greats. And I'm like, yes, you can. It's the Tony Robbins that's method. Like, which so is, my, um, my music is like the Beatles meets Jay-Z. It's like, that's just that's two great Well, things, you also but. got really mad at me when I came in here and I said, we are the Paul McCartney of podcasting. And you got <laughs> so mad. I'm just glad this is. Okay, so listen to this. Yeah. Sarah Fraser spent Valentine's Day weekend in New Orleans where she caught up with Miranda Strammel Atkinson and her five-year-old daughter, Isla. In career news, she adds, I'm living in Washington, D.C., and in the fall, I left traditional radio, and I've now launched a podcast called Hey Frage, which is available on iTunes and SoundCloud. Okay, this is a little, a little old. Bit, a little old, okay. The podcast is anything goes, but I like to tell people this is it. This is like, but I like to tell people it's like Howard Stern meets Oprah. Hey, Frage was trending on iTunes, new and noteworthy, for three weeks, and in just three months has close to 100k downloads. Do you think that it's ended there? Nope, nope, because it's <laughs> you, so I know it hasn't. It goes on. They didn't edit any of this shit. I'm also staying busy as a weekly contributor on the local Fox 5 affiliate and doing an advice segment and talker stories that engage viewers on social media. In my free time, I get up to Maine to visit my family and see fellow MHC grads, Sarah Hua, Sue Kopcho, and Celine McNicholas often. Also, do you think it's over? Nope. Nope, because the fact you're actually dropping people's names now... That when was the last time you actually like hung out with these oh, people? Um, fairly recently, Celine last weekend. Um, update. So one of the four. Also, update. Update. The okay. podcast has actually been picked up by Podcast One, and now you can get it on their website, podcastone.com. Oh my god, it's cringeworthy. Like if this was me, I somehow first off, I would never write back to my alma mater and be like, "Here's what I'm up to. I already paid you guys enough. Why don't you figure it out yourselves?" <laughs> like that's it. If you're so damn smart, why don't you figure oh. out what I'm doing? Second thing, Sarah. I'm so mortified. I feel so embarrassed. Why would you like even like if anything you should have written you should have written lies. Oh. You should have been like what? Hi, Sarah Fraser is now the executive director of clowning at, you know, Barnum and Bailey Circus. Oh, my God. Like, you know, like, make up lies, Sarah. Be like, she, you know, after Mount Holyoke, she got her, she got a, she got an honorary degree in ventriloquism after her amazing vagina act was, you know, was seen on YouTube. <laughs> like, something like that. You know what I mean? Oh, that would have been really, really Like, that's great. what she got it right. You know, now she performs, now she does, you know, nude readings at a local librarian for the elderly, as a local <laughs> librarian for the elderly. Oh, God. I was so... I don't know. If you have any advice, I just feel like, why didn't they edit? Why would you... And then you put update in there? Like, that just makes it look so old. Sarah, I want you to really deep down Uh, think... Okay, I want you to deep down think about this, all right? So this is someone probably also uh, a Mount Holyoke alumni, right? Alumnus. Yes, yes. Okay, alumna. Alumni, how would you say it? Alumni? No, I think alumnus. Alumnus? Alumnus? Okay, so. an alumnus? Or maybe it is alum. Doesn't matter. Yeah, Someone that graduated from there, too. All right? Only they have managed to not leave Mount Holyoke, Sarah, and they still work for them. She, they may, Look, I guarantee you she one day wanted to be in journalism. That's why she now does the quarterly for them there. And you're going to sit there and write this huge, long paragraph about how you work in local <laughs> news, how you have a syndicated podcast, how you did radio for years that was nationally syndicated, how you did this, and how you still keep in touch with all these great people that are also really successful in D.C. that went to school with you. Guess what, Sarah? She's not going to be happy about that. 
And yes, I'm going to say she because it's Mount Holyoke and it's an all women's college. So before anyone just to rip into me for this like <laughs> sexist <laughs> shit, okay? It's a it's an all women's college. Um, oh God! So I, think about it. If you were in her position, Sarah, I'd be like, oh shit, she's going to bear the bears the fuck out of her. I'm going to print this whole thing. <laughs> well, they did. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. If you have any advice for me, Sarah at HeyFrage.com, I need it. Because let me tell you, I'm just so... Uh, I don't even know. I'm like, oh, that's so embarrassing. Like, talk about just, like, bragging about yourself. Oh. Anyway. Um, anyway. Um, there's a lot of college uh, topics that we can do get into. So I don't want to do all of them today, but I want you to pick one of these two that is more fascinating to you. Um, you want to discuss and debate the college coach that make that is now openly admitted on a podcast that he makes fake accounts and spies on his college athlete football players. I could have said that, okay, but what's what you other? feel like you already knew that? Oh my god, I feel like this happens everywhere. Yeah. Okay, uh, how about this? Now colleges across the country are rejecting political correctness and are telling students to get over it, that, that they're at a college pa- campus where they're not going to get rid of words. Ooh, I need more time for that one. Let's go talk about the coach that's fine. I okay. like the coach that's fine. Um, well, think about that one because that's interesting to me. I, I think that – how do you feel about this? But I do think that we are approaching a time where people – I think are sick of the politically correct and the... Um, Wait, so now we're being... talking about the second topic now instead of the first topic, even though you had me choose? Can I tell you, this is exactly why Dan is upset in the relationship, Sarah. Okay? You bring it up, you go, hey, Dan, what would you like, chicken or steak? He goes, I don't know. How about some steak? You go, you know what? Great. All right, so this chicken recipe I have... It is true. You know what? I need to stop asking you. Quite. I need to you just, just need do to do it. it. Yeah. Right. See, that's why. Don't make me feel like I have a say in the relationship if I don't. Like, I know right. that. So let's just talk. Okay. So now we're talking about the, the safe space. No, fine. I'll come back to that tomorrow. Uh, this college. <laughs> see, <laughs> and I've so changed confused. my mind again. I know. <laughs> uh, this college football uh, coach out of Texas Tech, Cliff Kingsbury, has admitted on the podcast that he actually will make up fake accounts where he pretends to be a hot chick and then engage with his players to see how they'll act online. Um, he was recently on a... It's po- not fair at all. Uh, you don't think so? You no. don't think... His whole opinion is this, that these guys are young. Once they come to college, they're exposed to a lot more money, a, a lot more popularity, if you will, and a much more high pressure. And in some environments, of course, they get away with a lot, as we know. Um, so he says in order to test them and keep them out of the public eye, this is why he does it. Do you think that's really, like, fucked up? Or do you think, hey, this guy's... You know what? That's smart because these guys are 20 years old and probably don't realize that, you know, all the trouble they can get in online. Well, first off, it just shows that these kids aren't ready for college, I think, if anything, that these athletes need to be tested further before they get into college. Because if you're in college, you should be smart enough to be like... This girl is really hot, and she's mutual friends with only me and all the other guys on the football team. (laughs) Man, and I've never seen her at a game or never even seen her existence before. Wow, okay. Yeah, I should add her, too. Like, no. That just shows, like, a lack of of foresight. They deserve to get caught. I was saying in college, we used to find, like, the... um, like the God, head of like so the head up. of Greek life and stuff, uh, they used to actually go and create fake accounts, you know, like student accounts of people, and they would um, sit there and actually spy and look at your Facebook. And if they saw a picture of you with like an alcoholic beverage, and they could see the background, and it was like a dorm room, they'd write you up for it. Really? Yeah, man. Yeah, they oh were my so God. we. That's why we had to like know you could never never post pictures of you partying, only do stuff like that. Like these are old things. That if you've been in social media long enough, you get it. Like. These kids just haven't learned that. Now they're by themselves and they don't realize that there's always somebody watching them. Just because you don't live with mommy and daddy anymore doesn't mean because 
the people that are watching you now can do a lot worse than your mom and dad could. I just think it's so. I feel like it's so messed up that this guy, like that they're actually admitting. It's messed up. You tend to be a girl. Here's my thing. This is what I'm going to get so angry about. It's like the damn story we talked about yesterday. The school in Illinois, like the the um, classrooms that are now banning all candy and sweets and everything. And I'm like. Te- why aren't you teaching people about moderation? If these football players are suddenly thrust into the public eye, why aren't you teaching them instead of like trying to trap them and go, aha? I just feel like this guy is honestly sick. Like, what are you trying to? You're trying to bait these guys to send you a dick pic? Sounds like you're on the down low, buddy. Like, that's so fucked up. Like, don't even get me started. I think this guy is so messed up. College football is such a disaster. Yeah, I mean, I mean, why don't we teach these guys about not raping people when they're passed out, and then you know everything in moderation, and that a lot of women are going to try and catfish you, or, or for that matter, men. So, I this story irritates me so much. So does the one in Illinois. Oh my god! Do you need some more sugar? Here's a penis. No, no, I, don't. I don't want any of those. Oh god. I just think it's. I would be so furious too if my college did that. Oh my god, forget it. Well, it doesn't. Def- like it's. But I mean, it doesn't show trust at all, especially because it's college athletics. Like these kids aren't getting paid. You know what I mean? If you're not getting paid, I feel like you can't spy on them. Like it's one thing if I'm using your company car, your company phone. I'm getting paid by your company, and you want to put a GPS on my car to make sure I'm going out and actually doing things. All right, a little bit shady, but I'll deal with it. Okay, these are non-paid student athletes. They're there to get education. So guess what? If they want to sit there just like any other student out there, if a student out there gets screwed over, gets catfished, somehow gets robbed, there's not a coach or a teacher stepping in there doing that thing for them. You know, there's not a history teacher is not there all of a sudden creating fake accounts trying to make sure you don't get in trouble and go to bad parties. Like they need to let these kids screw up. I, I mean, I don't want to see the kids fail. I think not I, fail. They don't screw, screw up. Like, come on, if you're going to well, sit but there, screwing get, up can really, can really, really mess you up. So I get that. I feel like maybe this guy's, this Texas Tech coach's intentions are in the right place. But it's like, why don't you just teach these people about it versus it's Texas, trying to lure Sarah. them? Into they don't the, care anything. Look, they care about God and football. Like that's it. Let's be honest here. Have you never seen every documentary? Better not insult Texas. We get a lot of Texas. No, but fans. they know what I'm talking about. Like if it's if it, look if it comes down to them getting a proper education and learning life goals or winning a football game, I guarantee you 90 percent of the people would say win that football game. That's so messed up. It's how it is so down strange. there, man. It's how it is. Every documentary you watch on TV about overzealous coaches, whether it's juniors or college kids, where are they all located at. Texas. Texas. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not like I'm just making this up. Okay. It's not like I spent a lot of time in Texas and I witnessed it firsthand. This is how it is. Like, this is how it's always portrayed. Well, anyway, that story really fired me up. So did the one in Illinois. So irritated by that. It's like, God, teach people like moderation instead of like taking things away from people or setting them up. It's so, so devious. People Look. are so crazy. And that, and that's so, like, now it makes me even think. I always, sometimes I get paranoid, too, and I think, gosh, I wonder who's emailing me. Are they looking for, like, scoop? Are they looking, like, are they setting us up? They probably are. very paranoid. They probably are. Well, what do you do? Do you respond or I don't no? respond. I don't even accept those emails. <laughs> like, today you forwarded me an email from someone who I'm going to name nameless, and I was just like, see, Sarah, you're feeding into the problem here. This guy is one of the issues. Oh, he is one of the issues, and I didn't even, look. I didn't once I saw his room. I didn't even click on the link. Um, before I before I talk about if you if you can tell if your um, coworker is a psychopath and and going to try and take you down, um, a couple of announcements to make. First of all, um, our next live show. 
is September 23rd in Clarendon at Clarendon Ballroom in Virginia, in Arlington, Virginia. If you want your tickets, they're on Eventbrite. You just search Hey Frage Live Podcast. Um, you can also check it out on my Facebook page, which is Hey Frage Podcast. That's just backslash Hey Frage Podcast. Um, but get your tickets. It's going to be the Clarendon Ballroom September 23rd, which is a Friday night. And uh, it's the first time that the live show will be in Virginia. So should be a lot of fun. Woo! Get your tickets to that. Also, uh, we got to give a birthday shout-out to Jennifer Day, who's been an uber, uber, uber fan of this podcast. Happy birthday. Your friend wrote to us, and she was like, I know you guys don't always do some birthday shout-outs, but Jennifer We never do birthday shout-outs, as a matter of fact, so that's our first one. There's our first one. And our only one, by the way. <laughs> so it's from Brandy to Jennifer Day. She said, can you say happy birthday? Absolutely. Happy birthday. But probably gonna, people are going to listen to this like three months from now and not know. They're going to keep on texting her every day, being like, happy birthday. Just right on the podcast. <laughs> Because people listen whenever they do. Well, there's probably a million Jennifer days. So they'll Google one, and then they'll find one that's having a birthday on that day. And they'll wish her a happy birthday. So, you know, a you Jennifer know, day across the world uh, will be grateful so for us. So hopefully by the end of the year, we'll have 300 Jennifer days. Yes, exactly. You only, only one wish. will like us. 299 will despise us for having strangers always come and happy birthday to them. <laughs> You know what? It's fun. People appreciate. Sammy always tells me that you know, like, why are you shouting this person out? They won't hear it for like a you know, it might be a month. But I think everyone still appreciates it. No, I guarantee you, nobody except for Jennifer Day and her friend appreciated that shout out. Okay, everyone else. If anything, they're appreciating me being honest about it. I mean, being like, that's okay. a, that's boring. Like, it's not like it's not you know, it's nothing like I don't know. Someone's going to sit there and be like, well, you guys shouted me out one time when I was 25. It's like, that was great. Awesome. Congratulations. But, like, that was that one time. But people, re- that's the thing is people remember this. And you always say to me, stop with the shout outs. No one cares. Shout outs, yeah, no one cares. No one cares where the article's from. You're always, like, saying those things to me. And I'm like, I feel like I people. Would, I would tell people to tweet at you that they hate shout outs. But I know that because they, you know, people like to be funny with me. They're just going to tweet to you different shout outs to give out the next day. So I'm just going to give it up. Like, no. No, I don't, you know. Be honest, be honest. Are the shoutouts mean nothing to you at HeyFrage, H-E-Y-F-R-A-S-E on Twitter? They don't. I guarantee you, like, right now, the fact only the fact that we said her name, like, four times, that's it. But outside of that, if we would have continued our conversation, I could have been like, all right, well, what's her name? People in the listening would be like, I had no idea. It's a tune-out moment. Sammy swears it's a tune-out moment, is it? We need you to guys, you guys have to be our focus group, and you have to spread the word about this podcast, because that's how people find out about it. If you want a shout-out, I know some few, I knew a few local radio stations that need people listening to them, so. <laughs> we can give you some recommendations. Give you some recommendations. <laughs> stations across the country. Um, when you see somebody yawning, like when I yawn, what's your natural reaction? That you're tired? I don't know. So when I yawn, but now you know people are going to start yawning in their like in their car and their home right now because mm-hmm. they heard you yawn. Right, because most people, it's like yawning's contagious, right? We it all is. know this. this I'm is, already this so exhausted. There's no way you're going to get me to yawn anymore than I already want to. You're a psychopath. You crazy sob. I am pretty crazy. Yeah. Um. All right. This story is out that says that researchers in the Personality and Individual Differences Journal. <laughs> is that a tidbit that you heard about? Is that a real thing? Yes. Honestly, they say that um, if a person yawns in unison with someone else, it says a lot about the person, okay? And if they don't, it also says that person is probably very narcissistic, whose main intention is to manipulate others and get satisfaction from doing that in the workplace, according to this story, okay? 
So here it is. When somebody yawns in unison after they see someone else do it, they're usually an empathetic and they're a person who likes to work with other people. They connect. Okay. okay there's a connectedness there. I see you're yawning. And then you yawn I kind of take it on. Like, oh, I'm tired as well. I can empathize with that. Right. Okay. Someone who's a psychopath who's also narcissistic and into themselves will actually not yawn when other people yawn. It's very, very rare. Um, Dr. David Rice says, if you work in a work environment, an easy way to find out if you're going to work with a difficult uh, coworker who's all about themselves is watch their yawning patterns. Isn't that fascinating? That is ins- this guy is insane. You think so? Yes. Insane, Sarah. There's no way that you're like, or guess what? Maybe I'm not hungover and tired like my coworkers. How about that for a reason why I'm not yawning along with them? But yawning has been proven to be contagious. So if you're not yawning with somebody, I think that is an interesting sign. But I'm also like, I'm not going to be, I'm not susceptible to stuff like that. Like I'm not susceptible to peer pressure as much as other people are. I mean, I say yes to a lot of things, but it's not because of peer pressure. I, I would be curious to see if people think that's true. Because I could see that. I could see someone. <sighs> see, I'm getting. That's bull crap. You did it on purpose it. No. just to make it seem like because you don't want to be a psychopath. No, I'm now. tired too. So now I got to yawn with everyone I see just in case they think I'm a psychopath. But here's the, the study says that the people like if you're a true narcissist, which you're not, you're all about other people. You're very emotionally connected to people. You don't even know that you're not doing it. So there, that's why this guy is just saying, be observant in your workplace. You want to know who's going to be all about themselves. Just sit back, do the yawn test. People that yawn with you are going to be your allies, and then the, and you have to do this test a couple times, is what he's saying. No, that means because now I'm going to sit there and watch out. Every time I see someone yawn, I'm going to yawn too, just in case they're doing the test on me. You won't even observe. See, but if you're about you, you're caught up in your own thoughts. That sounded more like a dying dog. Sorry, it was supposed to be a yawn. <laughs> um, I know you don't watch much TV. Nope. And I'm so, I'm, I'm openly admitting I'm way, 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 way behind on this, but I have become obsessed with the show. Have you heard of the show Fixer Upper? Oh, God. And I thought you were going to say Stranger Things, and I was like, oh, oh yes. I also, have you watched that? I haven't even watched it. Of course I've watched it, What's Sarah? it about? I have no clue. Stranger Things, and then what's that one? Is that the one where the kid is kind of like sci-fi? It's, yes. Okay, Stranger I'm Things. I'm not going to ruin it for you, but you just got to watch Stranger Things. It's amazing. Is it good? It's amazing. I tried to watch the first episode, and I got to tell you, I was so, it just seemed so stupid, and I don't know, the kid was getting sucked into some vortex or something Wow, you're point. about to lose all of our listeners right now. <laughs> you say so, but yeah, you're going to talk about the fixer-upper instead. <laughs> let's talk about the fixer-upper, but Stranger Things sounded stupid to me. All right, let's go. What's Is the fixer-upper? But tell me this. Does it get better? Does the Stranger Things... Are you kidding me? The first episode's amazing. After that, it's amazing, too. Every episode is, Sarah. I'm always on It's like an 80s throwback sci-fi D&D, like super cool... I'm always on the hunt for a new show. I tried to get into Justified, watched the first season, was like, eh, can't really get into it. Okay, have you also watched Night Of? Night Of? People Sarah, also... I watch TV. I, if it's on Netflix, I'll watch it. Okay, that's on, on HBO. Yeah, no. I'm real late to this party, but I've become obsessed with watching Fixer Upper. And the show Chip that and was Joanna Gaines. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Fixer Upper, there's no way. With Chip and Joanna Gaines, this married couple, they're like adorable. She's like super pretty. Okay, no, season four was just confirmed. They're Sorry. super hot. Those are rumors. Together. Um, so anyway, if you watch the show, you know that recently they've been making barns into what they call barn dominiums. So now, according to uh, Pinterest and other sources, that the barn dominium is going to become the new hot home trend in 2017, where you take an old barn and you make it into your house. 
And now I love this. Oh, yeah, because you know how many barns people have just laying around major cities? Well, no, but this is if you lived in Virginia or if you lived out in Texas. That's where this show happens. If you're in Texas listening to us, Australia, we have Australian listeners, Germany. There's going to be a ton of barns in Germany. I mean, absolutely. Uh, Of course, yeah. Um, I think, but it's a barn. Like, is it really good? You have to do all this installation. I mean, are they, like, installing, like... Electricity, heat, plumbing, AC. Everything, yeah. They say making over a barn that was once home for horses is a difficult job. So they're going to take the structure <laughs> that was made by some farmer with no architectural or scientific, like, or physical, uh, you know, physics, like, uh, uh-huh. like background. They're going to have that old ass structure and they're just going to gut it and then put in a bunch of new shit yeah. and be like, this Look should be this. fine. This is your new house. It's That's a barn. ridiculous. It's going to fall on top of you, Sarah. <laughs> I don't know. Architects say that uh, the number one call now they're getting is turning it, uh, is people looking for, and realtors too, are looking for old barns to convert into living spaces. It's a livable area. That's insane. Uh, in, uh, That's almost as stupid this as is the this tiny article. house. What am I supposed to tell you? It's apparently, it's all because of Chip and Joanna Gaines. I got to tell you something very relaxing about watching that show. Uh, what is it? Is it Chip? <laughs> is that what you're talking no, about? No, it's Joanna. No, it's Joanna. Um, I yeah. love their I, dynamic. Think, I look at Chip and I was like, that's Sarah's kind of guy right there. Oh, I would love a Chip. Yeah, because look oh, at this. He's just Ch- plain enough that like <laughs> no one's going to try to take him for you, but he's just good looking and he looks stupid enough to let you control his life. Because <laughs> that's what I can tell by looking at this picture of him. <laughs> right? Like, he's not good looking. Like, he's not super hot, so no one's going to try to steal him from you. Like, he looks like he ha- and he also has like one of those like is he like his the face const- is a little smushed. Let me guess, is he the construction guy yeah. in the crew? <laughs> yes. Let me get. Wow, yep. So that way he's got a job that clearly no one's gonna like. It's nothing that you have to compete with. So you're always gonna have the you know the better job and then this and this. Yeah, I see this completely. But he's oh, married to her. Yeah. See, these two are married. That's Joanna. I, and there's oh, Chip. I'm looking Do right I look here. like Joanna? I mean, no, but I think your mentality <laughs> is definitely more Joanna when you see here how she's like, thank you for working so hard. I'm going to go buy this nice jacket and she's, where he is wearing nothing more than a shitty blue polo shirt with this construction company logo on it. Oh, God. And she's like dressed to the nines. Here's my man. Yep, there he is. There he is. Look at him. Oh, my God. You're right. I need a Chip Gaines. You do. I wonder if Chip's got a brother. You know what you should do? Just you go to this? Craigslist. This is my future. You, seen this? you <laughs> should just post notices on Craigslist. The handyman needed. Send pictures first. <laughs> Not actually needed handyman. Just needed a man who can be handy. Oh, my God. It's so funny. You're right. I need a Chip Gaines. I see this. Who's just dumb enough to still let me control his life. That's so great. Just dumb enough to let you do what you want, but, you know, and he still is going to work there, but, you know, and just ugly enough that no one's going to want to take him. Like, he's perfect for you. God. I'm so obsessed with this showdown. I know. It's so late. And I love that at the end when they get the big fake photo, like, they'll do a giant, like, photo of what the house used to be, and then they'll Uh pull it back, like, on a street, you know, and reveal the new one, and everybody, like, flips out. You know it's really a high budget when... They can't afford the actual like the it's actual like graphics. Kind of, the yeah. actual graphics, so they go, "Well, fuck it." Is there a Kinkos around here? <laughs> Where's there a Kinkos? And they just print out this huge copy, and they go, "All right, let's do that camera trick, like Sammy did with his penis and the gummies, make it look bigger than it actually oh, is." God. I'm so into that show. I don't know what it is. I can't wait. Now I Netflix them all. I'm all caught up. I love every episode, and you know what's going to happen every time. 
I mean, every single time. Oh, my God. Let me guess. They're going to have a brand new house. <laughs> Whoa. Did they but like- I love the way they design. And, you know, Chip's a, he's a funny guy. So he'll, like, jump through the wall and everything. Well, at least it's smarter. than It's better than, like, extreme home makeover. You know what I mean? Because, like, a barn, no bank's going to try to repossess a barn. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so at least I, I appreciate this one better than Extreme Home Makeover. Oh, good. Well, me too. I love it. And, you know, I'm proud of myself because I've at least traded the Kardashians for this. So I feel like I'm slowly getting smarter. But the people are still as stupid. <laughs> That's... Don't insult Chip and Joanna like that. I, if they heard the last four minutes of me ranting about them, Sarah, I'm pretty sure I already insulted them a while back. <laughs> Uh, look, we got to get to two advice uh, questions. I want your honest opinion about this. So yesterday I was, uh, I was meeting a friend. She works in a corporate America job. And she's pretty high up. Mm-hmm, and she would sent mm-hmm. out an email basically saying to, you know, she sent it out to like eight other coworkers that they were going to get together that afternoon and powwow. And she got an email back from her boss who initially had not even been sent this email, right? So clearly someone like ratted on her, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying, hey, look, we see that this is like, this is recent, by the way. This is, this just happened a couple days ago. Totally get where you were going, but you used the word powwow. And that word is no longer, you can't use that word. And she compared it to how kids today don't say, I'm sitting you Indian style. You can't say Indian style, yeah. Right. So is that, like, I feel like I use powwow all the time. Is that one of those words that's now on but the hold list? hold on, but it's not like, it's one thing, I think, if you're saying something like, you know. Let's powwow. Like, I mean, does anyone say if I go, oh, I'm going to my crib? Do like you know? Do people sit there and say, "Oh, well, that's racist. You can't say that because you know." See, I don't another think another so. culture would have said like, "I don't think so." But I think with the word, you know, powwow, it's going back and it's harkening back to a time that you know. You just. But, bit, but wait a second, my okay. Here's I don't the know. Thing. Like I don't know. I I don't use like I would just. I wouldn't use the word powwow. I guess I've never used it. But I mean, it doesn't sound cool. Like it doesn't like it make you sound cooler. You know, at least when I use the word crib, it's like I'm sounding cool. But I thought that, like, I actually thought powwow was a legitimate thing. Okay, like, for for example, the word ghetto, right? I don't use the word ghetto because I think now it's kind of taken on a connotation of, and we've talked about that before, of, like, not using the word ghetto, right? Because some people find that offensive. But I actually thought, like, a powwow was really a Native American term for a meeting. But this could be my naivety. I don't know. This could be me being super white. Anyway, um, so in general, would you ever use that word, or you just don't use it? The word powwow, I just don't know. I mean, I guess I understand where it can come from. Like, I had a friend who got fired from a job because he called someone a cocksucker. You got fired from that? For that? Yeah, and I was like, he's like, well, he's like, yeah, we were just, like, joking. I was like, dude, stop being a cocksucker, blah, blah. And a boss overheard it and fired him just because it could be construed as homophobic. He's like, but I didn't mean, like, in a homophobic... I just meant that, hey, dude... You're just out there sucking a dick. Like, I don't actually mean it in any sort of, like, homophobic way. Or I wasn't calling you gay. I wasn't trying to say or insinuate you were a homosexual in any way. Like, but no, still lost his job for the word cocksucker. Wow. So I think you got to watch out when you're saying stuff like that, you know? Well, here's what um, here's what an article says about it. They say that Native Americans actually still use the word powwows. They are not a thing of the past. They are events that um, are often featured in Native American culture, but they can take months of preparation and planning, sometimes over a year of planning. So for that reason alone, using the term powwow to describe a few people um, chatting about a project over a donut and coffee can be seen as insulting. So, But is powwow actually the term for... Uh and, and I believe so. I think it's a Native American 
festival. Like it's a Native it's, American okay, event. It's okay. A few people chatting. Wait, no, that's what they're saying it is. Right, right, right. That's why they're saying you can't use it because a powwow is... Not that. A right. powwow is like a religious ceremony, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. It's like a ceremony for... Okay. So you should just call it a poolong. <laughs> What's a poolong? That's Filipino for meeting. I don't know why I know that word, but I just happen to know that word. <laughs> oh, I love that. A poolong. Yeah, but let's go have a poolong. That way that no one can be so mad at you. Great. You know? Yeah. Oh, my God. Here's my poolong. Oh, I love... Well, I mean, no, uh, we're know, going to a poolong. We're going to a poolong. God. Now that's how you get it. Though. That's how you get oh the word God. offensive again. Oh God, I'm so glad we don't work in a regular environment. Um, also, we we had a uh, someone write into us. She only wants to go by the name P. P. See, that's see, she smart. doesn't want to even use her full name. Okay, here's what she wants to know. She really Which, wants again, your opinion. I'm going to recommend to P and anyone else out there. I get it. You don't want to use your full name. So guess what you should do? Write a fake one. No one knows. Okay. Well, P says this. She goes. I really want to know Sammy's opinion on this because Sammy will tell me straight. Recently, I went out on a date that was so horrible. I want to know uh, oh God, was it with me? which of the three scenarios is okay. Maybe she did. Maybe this is someone you went out with. One, walk right out and then say, I don't think this is working. Two, say you're going to the bathroom and then never come back. Three, throw a drink in the person's face if they're offensive. Ooh, okay. This recent date was with a guy who said things so offensive and bizarre to me that any of those would have been okay, uh, would not have been okay. But we have mutual friends. So I didn't do any, um, I didn't end up losing it. I didn't end up throwing anything in his face. I actually ended up staying for three hours and giving him three hours of my life that I'll never get back. It was painful and offensive and crazy. I got really drunk because it was the only way I could get through, um, which I'm kind of embarrassed about. And I was sick the entire next day. I'm wondering what I can do in the future when a date is going horribly wrong. What do you think? But I need more details. Like, what did he say? What would happen? Like, that's Well, if it? something's super offensive, don't you assume he's making powwow jokes or he's making racist jokes? Or I mean, he's doing yeah, something was he saying something racist? Or about women? Then you should have just... I think here's the problem, is that with guys, we're, we, we, we can't read, right? Like, we I can read... You can't read on, take a, get a read on can, a woman? We can't read women, you know what I mean? Like, we can read on a book, but we can't read a woman, okay? So if you sit there, naturally, I'm just going to look at it, and I'm going to be like, okay... She stuck around for three hours. It should have. It must have been a good date. Like that's it. If you really want to show that you're offended by something, you have to say something right then and there. Because think about I'm like I look at myself in relationships and I go, the best way to treat me is like a puppy. Okay. Like I will follow you around, but what you got to do is if you see me peeing in the corner, you don't scold me thirty minutes later or four hours later. You scold me right then and there when I do it, <laughs> so that way I actually learn my lesson. You know what I mean? Because if you if you yell at me later on, I'm gonna think it's about well, was it well, what was it? Was it this? Was it this? Was it this? And I'm gonna think about all the things I did in the past three hours that it could be related to. That's how guys are. Okay, so if he says something offensive, you need to sit there and immediately be like, okay, yo, d bag. I got this bag of D's for you that I think you should take with you. Like, and that's it because you can't be, you know, uh, you have to be, you have to say it right then and there because right now. But here's my thing. Do you ever do that? Especially if it's a friend, if it's a mutual friend, are you fucking kidding? You know how, think about how many mutual friends of yours. Okay. How many friends of yours? Okay. All right. Okay. That had the opportunity to be a mutual friend of mine that I've insulted and now don't want anything to do with me because I can list like three off the top of my head. Really? Because I don't care. Remember that one friend of Mel's that I called a racist numerous times when we were out in public? Oh, yeah. Okay, like I don't care how close they are with you or my oh, friends. 
like, she did. She was actually. Yeah, I mean, she and was she so, said she was such a but, drunk. But though. she was naive. No, she, she was naive. And sometimes, look, at I think sometimes naive or ignorance does not mean that you have the right to say stuff like that. So she goes, "Well, I would never go to Colombia. It's all drug dealers and like cocaine." And I was like, "Well, you're a fucking racist." <laughs> That's it. I straight up told her that, you know, and the fact is you had to say it right then and there because had I sat there and been polite and kind and then really, you know, I not know. said anything, she'd still be saying this. She wouldn't have known that it was wrong. Right. The next time I heard her say something, guess what I said? God damn it. You are a racist. Like, that's it. Oh, you have God. to tell them right then and there. If you're worried about what the friends are going to think, if your friends truly know you and understand you, no one held that against me. Not a single person held it's that against true. me. It's Nobody, true. Nobody did. did. Nobody did. And no one has. For all the times that I've sat there, I've been out with friends where they've had mutual friends, and I'll just, like, they'll say something stupid, and I'll talk trash to them. My friends will be like, oh, okay, all right, all right. Sammy, thank you guys. See you guys later. All right, man. Like, that's it. And they can separate us, but oh you should not God. be afraid to say what's on your mind. Because your friends, none of my friends have ever, like, stopped being my friend because I've said what I said. Nobody has. Oh, that's so. You have to say it, especially, think about it. This is you. Your, like this is a mutual friend of yours, so you have yeah. a friend that you trust and they trust you. And now, I bet they would want to know if one of their friends was out there saying horrible racist comments or something like that. My, and it's, you know, you should have said something. I haven't been single for a while, so I really don't know what I would do. But I have been in this position, and I always stay. Like I give up three hours of my life too, and I feel like it's. I don't know. If I were to be single... Are you kidding me? No, three hours is not a date. That's a relationship at that point. Like, we've already started planning our, our marriage. You know what I mean? You have to go on dates you now a day. You literally... I think dates, the best way to do it is you go, all right, cool. I'm going to be out anyways. Are you going to be out? Cool. And we try to swing right. by and bump and into we, each other at yeah. a certain place. That way, you always have a way. I'll be like, all right, it's great. My friends want to go here now. Hit me up. Or if you guys want to come, feel free. You know, that's it. But you shouldn't be going. If you go out one-on-one with somebody, oh, my God. But I don't think you get, you know, here's the thing. And this is one of those things about women. Like, I think it's great because you do have that personality where you'll call people on their crap, like, right then and there. But I feel like for me, like, I am too nice. And I think a lot of women, you I You are think, too nice. That's what you got to start saying. If someone says something racist, I know. don't wait until the next day well, vent now about I'm it. About racist and then stuff. come, you know, and then come up to them and call on the show and be like, I can't believe they said that. Be like, no, 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 you should said it right then and there or if anything it embarrassed him you know what i mean like i have no problem publicly embarrassing people that i know you know if they do something stupid i'll say it well i'll call people on there i mean i won't put up with racist stuff at all i don't put up with stupidity in general but here's my issue is like i'll go on a date and the guy will talk about himself the entire three hours and i won't like, I won't say anything. Like, I'll sit there, and then when I leave, I'll go, this is the worst person ever. Like, I can't even, I want nothing to do with him. Well, yes, Sarah, you don't need to say anything on a date now. You can just show him that Mount Holyoke article. <laughs> That's hey, so- by the way, nice to meet you. My name's Sarah. Here's this great article about me. <laughs> Yeah, take it. Uh, look, we love you. Please share the podcast. We are now exclusively on podcastone.com. Go there, download, share it. And email us if you have any advice or need advice. Please, we need tons. And Sarah also, at hey make sure to check out the article in the Mount Holyoke Beaver. Oh, tell me what I should do. I'm so mortified. What's your article? What's the publication called again? It's the Mount Holyoke Quarterly. Oh, I called it the Mount Holyoke Beaver. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> Bye. Cast it to your ears Sarah's hot as hell